everybody. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to a Girls Gone Christmas episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. And today we are going to be discussing the Hallmark Christmas movie, A Timeless Christmas. Okay. So first I want to say that something's happening to me where I am looking forward to watching these movies each week. Yep. See, little by little, we're bringing you in. And it's becoming like a family affair. So... I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. She's fine. She's just mad at me. So <laughs> so last week and I was like, oh, hey, guys, it's Sunday night. We're going to watch A Timeless Christmas. And it's about this time traveler. And so my husband's like, yeah, I'll watch it. My daughter was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely watch it. So I think she is happy to see, you know, Scroogey mom get excited over <laughs> Like oh, a, see, look at the benefits. I Everyone's think that's happy. What's happening. So she ended up not watching it with us. So my husband and I watched it, and Megan, this oh, one was no. a capital D U D for me. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Okay, well, let me just say that after the absolute disaster of Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater, which could not decide what kind of movie did it, that it wanted to be, like, was it the redemption story of, like, she had broken him? Was it the story of, like, bringing these military families together? Was it a gingerbread house building theme? We don't know. I felt like this movie had, like, a very calm easy to follow through line and i appreciated that okay so a timeless christmas is about charles whitley travels from 1903 to 2020 where he meets megan turner and experiences a 21st century christmas starring aaron cahill and ryan pavey done <laughs> okay so let's talk leading man where we haven't um we haven't made that a main feature, but I did think maybe he would stand out a little bit to you. Okay. <laughs> Very nice looking man. Is that what you want to hear? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Good looking man. The problem I have from like the first scene, it takes place in 1903. The dude is not going to have a nice faded beard like he did. He would have a big, huge, scruffy beard. They didn't have electric razors with clippers <laughs> that could like give him that nice whatever right that's funny well i also was noticing in the auction they have those like two pendant lights hanging down oh, i don't know if you, like over the auction here and i'm like i don't know if that's really true of the time they're just in like a big empty room with like a green curtain on one side <laughs> I was like, well so when i watch these things these things now i go Okay, budget, budget. Because you have said for several episodes now that the budgets are usually pretty low on these things. So maybe they don't. Turning out 24 new movies. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. So leading man. Meh. He gets a meh from you. He gets a a hello when he changes into like 2000 and. 2020 clothes into into, into 20 in a 21st century you know uh outfit he looked real nice okay what else did you like about this movie anything um i thought the main actress aaron cahill yeah who plays megan she was adorable is she a hallmark darling is she like in a bunch of movies 
Yeah, she's not in a ton of um, their Christmas movies, but she's definitely like a made-for-TV movie actress. Got it. Um, and I really enjoyed her, too. I liked her. I thought she was oh, very cute. I thought she was singing adorable, and I really noticed her freckles, and I was yes. like, did you, too? Yeah, and I was impressed that they didn't cover them up. Like, they right. did her makeup in a way that they came through. Which made me go, hmm. You know, there's a trend to get, like, a... Oh, are they tattooed? <laughs> They're not tattooed. They're, like, done with, like, henna ink, so they, like, go away eventually. But, yeah. Well, I'm looking at other pictures of her online, and she... The freckles are definitely hers. Um, she has beautiful skin. So, I appreciated that they let that come through. I thought she was good. I thought she was a good actress. She was cute. I actually thought they were both good actors. Agree. I thought the movie storyline was so boring. So boring. Okay, but this movie was adapted from a novel by Alexis Stanton. Did you know that? I did. And um, so many of these movies have novel companions. And sometimes oh. I think the novels are written after the fact. Like they're written <laughs> to go, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, this one, yes, I believe did come first. So I wonder if that's why this movie had kind of a, like a through line. It wasn't like 800, you know, stories. Yes, perhaps because they were working from a book that already existed. Exactly. Look, I enjoyed this movie. I felt like it didn't have a lot of wacky subplots going on. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of action, but I liked the sweet little story of the man who accidentally time traveled based on a broken clock <laughs> 117 years into the future. I just um, couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the story. Now, I know I'm not supposed to. <laughs> like, I know that it's ridiculous that there is going to be a man who travels from 1903 to 2020 and ends up staying here and falling in love yeah, the time travel stories, there was a Christmas book that I read this year that also had like a time travel element and I could do without them. But um, like I said, I did like this movie. I liked when he was asking her, like she was trying to explain the internet and she's like, mostly yeah. we use it to argue with strangers. And I appreciated that. Was funny. That, that um, was very funny. What did you wish for in this movie? Is it more action that you wanted? Is it, we know you wanted more sexual tension. Of course, always. That was my biggest complaint to my husband (laughs) while we were watching this. So that's going to always be my answer. Like, I need more sexual tension between the two characters to make me believe that there is some kind of chemistry between them. Mm -hmm. Do you know when this was filmed? I do not. But Uh, I did not believe it was filmed during the winter. The outdoor shots are so tight. Uh, it's like they don't want to show <laughs> too much of what's going on. What I wondered is, do you think it was filmed in 2020, like earlier this year? I don't know. What What's the question? What Where, where are we going? Get to the point, Wendy. No, I'm just to... saying like... I. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen some sort of adaptation to the storyline that he actually travels to the 2020 we're experiencing right now. I think that would have been a better movie. Yeah, that's the weird. I was none of these movies, as far as I know, address 2020 as we know it. And so that's really 
on the one hand, it's like kind of like a nice escape. On the other hand, yeah, it would be nice. He shows up and everyone's in a mask and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. But I don't know how you navigate that. But it, yeah. one thing I didn't like is like when he first arrives, first of all, like he time travels and he's like laying on the floor of his house. Like that was very weird to me. Like he just like wakes up in the house and it's like... <laughs> He doesn't know how he got there. Or... Yeah, it's like, fast forward to a tour. I'm like writing notes and I'm like, fast forward to a tour of the mansion. And then all caps, where he is on the floor, L-O-L-O-M-G. Those were my notes because, like, <laughs> okay. And then he comes down and, of course, they're like reenacting life at the Whitley house. And all of a sudden this person appears in the house upstairs and no one has ever seen him. They're like, he must be an actor sent by the agency. Right. And then what I didn't like is there's a little bit too much like who's on first because obviously like he's confused because he's just traveled here 117 years in the past and they have no way. Obviously they're not suspecting that he's from the past, but you know, he's like, what is that flying machine when he walks outside? <laughs> and like, why are you in my house? And I don't, yeah, I don't know. There, I found some of that to be a little bit hokey. Hokey is a good way to put it. And then yeah. she's like, I'll explain television to you tomorrow. And then he accidentally like turns it on. It's like blaring Christmas carols in his face. I don't know. That was a little like. When he's like, how do I, am I going to see myself in this mirror? Well, that's not a mirror, silly. That's a television. <laughs> My husband and I were just looking at each other like, this is so bad. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you that I did feel badly for him when he, so they let him like, he sleeps in the house and the next morning he wakes up and like everyone's in the house. Kind of sad that he, his house isn't his house anymore and it's a place of business and I didn't even write down the name of Megan's co-worker who they don't really ever let in on the joke, not the joke, of the real story. Oh, we're just letting him stay in the house. I don't know. I felt really badly for him that he had to keep up this ruse. And basically his life's work had been undone because he disappeared. What did he technically do? What was his life's work? Oh, he was some sort of engineer or something? Yeah, kind of like an inventor. Yeah. Yeah, I did feel badly for him. And I also noted that I had, I always have secondhand embarrassment for the characters when they sing Christmas carols. (laughs) Oh my God, please tell me you saw that, that part. Please, please, please. When she sings, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And she was like had weird awkward like body movements when she was singing it it's always so uncomfortable when they sing christmas carols in these movies i i I, like physically was in pain cringing i had to (laughs) rewind it and show my husband again i was like look how awkward she's moving and then we're like then we had to google and find out when that song was written because I didn't hear his line about, like, he didn't know the song because she's like, everybody knows this song. And he's like, I, not in 1903. So I was like, okay, let's see when this was written. It was written after 1903. Oh, see, look, true to the time. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Yes. But I laughed out loud when she was very awkward singing that song. Okay. Let's jump to the Did You See That? where we discuss questions and plot holes we have about this movie. Okay. It's not so much plot holes as for me as it is like unresolved issues because what's the name of his rival? I don't remember. 
Okay. We'll just call him the rival. So we have Eliza, his fiance. It's very clear in the beginning that they're not really in love, right? This is like a marriage of convenience. Mm -hmm. He's not willing to go to her parents' Christmas party. He just, you know, he's expected to be married at his age and they're getting married. So that didn't feel like, okay, fine. He's okay with leaving her behind, right? Right. My question is, Megan knows that the real Eliza of the past moves on and gets married to his rival and doesn't Mm -hmm. tell him. And there's a couple points at which it's almost revealed and she kind of stops that from happening. Mm -hmm. Do you think she should have kept that secret from him? I don't know why she was trying to spare his feelings. No, who cares? Tell him. Well, also, like, he didn't love her. Right. There was no, she, he wasn't like yearning to be reunited with Eliza at all he was that's what they made it seem but like there was a disconnect from the beginning of how he felt for her yeah i mean maybe he would be upset that she married his rival simply because that man was his rival but not because he had any deep feelings for her maybe he felt like ownership over her but other than that also in the end of the movie he decides to stay yeah how does this possibly work? This man does not exist in 2020. Like, how are you going to get identification? Where are you going to live? Right, How are you going right. to get a job if you don't have an education or any job experience Girl, and you're 32 years old? He is going to continue to play Mr. Whiteley or Whitley, whatever oh, his name yes. is. And that is a job you can retire on. Excuse well, me for being an elitist, but I do not believe that is going to bring him fulfillment for the rest of his life. Well, he found a sugar mama in Megan who is going to take care of him. <laughs> it, as, it's it's as, terrible! <laughs> as playing Rosie the maid for the rest of her life. So No, 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 no! She had, didn't she have some kind of she queen has, or something? She yes, was going so to be a she, professor? I don't know. She was, yes, she was going to be a professor. She turns down that job because she wants to continue to work at the Whitley and she has ideas that we don't get let in on about things to do with the Whitley mansion going forward. And I guess they're going to do that as a team. I mean, this is one of those, I am a hater, but this is one of those when my husband's like, I just want to move to a small town and open an ice cream shop, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that'd be nice. And no. (laughs) Okay. You're funny. Here is, did you see that moment for me? When she uh, was going to the school to interview for the job, and it just so happened that the missing clock was on display. I mean, and the second she started walking around, I'm like, she's going to see the clock. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I did text you a picture. I don't know if you remember. Oh, you sent me two gifts. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I sent you two gifts. One, because the first one was like, how am I going to get back to 1903? And the first thing I thought was 1.21 gigawatts. Like, (laughs) hook that clock up to a lightning rod and let's make this thing happen. It it was so funny to me. I kept making Back to the Future jokes during the whole entire movie. And and then there was another part where he he made some kind of mention about like doing exactly the same thing as he did the night that he went missing or whatever and I was like now we're in a freaky Friday moment where they're like trying to recreate the exact same thing so they can switch bodies back so Ugh. this movie 
<laughs> didn't do it for you. That is so funny. This for me was um, a very solid offering. Not one of my favorites, but what I want in a Hallmark movie. I want a sweet little story. I want a little bit of Christmas decor. I want it to just relax me and lull me to sleep, quite frankly. And... <laughs> I think it did that. Let's check in with our niece count because we have the niece count off screen in this movie. Did you notice? No, I didn't. When they were shopping, she's like, oh, I'm shopping for my nieces. So, boom. I I missed it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Good, good call, Megan. Now, isn't it weird? So Megan is the great-great-granddaughter of Rosie, his beloved maid, who kind of was like a maternal figure to him in my mind, even though I don't think she was that much older. She was very kind of, I think she played that role a little bit. So is it weird that then he goes and hooks up with her like (laughs) great-great-granddaughter? hundred years in the future. No, I want to make a connection here with a show outside of Hallmark, if I may. Please. Recently, Bravo... Um, debuted the Real Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, I know where this is going. No, but I I read things. (laughs) The girl is married to her grandma's ex-husband. It's something wackadoo that, yeah, so... Didn't her grandmother ask her to marry him? That's my understanding. I don't, I don't know what the story is. I think her I just grandmother was like, I need you to marry him. That's the story as I heard it. Could be false. I have not yet watched the new, the new cast. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch that <laughs> Charles Whitley is now in love with his maid's great-great-granddaughter. Great-great-granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, Okay, what else? Did I have anything else? I had a, I had another did you see that. But... Please. Okay, when he tells her that he, there's like proof that he's from 1903 where it's hidden under the rug in his yeah. office. And she's like tapping around on the floor. Tap, tap, uh-huh, tap, tap, uh-huh, tap, tap. tap uh-huh. Then finds the secret under floor compartment, which yeah. I said to my husband, why don't we have those anymore? That would be really cool. And he said, <laughs> what would you put down? There. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, jewelry or something. I think it's a great idea. Anyway, that's a side note. So she finds the stuff. It's all dusty and cobwebbed. Uh-huh. But then she's flipping through his dang journal and the pages are pristine and she just put in her big old thumb marks on him. There's no... <laughs> so dumb i mean not that i'm looking for like some tattered pages but like she's just like thumbing through this journal like it's like no big deal you know well also how do things get dusty when they're like inside the underground i said the same thing the same thing i'm sorry that i'm the hater in this these are this is what i enjoy about these movies while they do kind of spark some Christmas joy in me. I do love to make commentary as I'm watching them. So. <laughs> love to hate them. I love to hate them. Yes. Yes. All right. Where does this fall for you on a ranking out of four stars? <sighs> okay. This is what I'm struggling with because I gave Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater one star. This is and- not a one star movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think this was worse than that movie <gasps> so no so i don't know if the christmas sweater movie should be a two and this should be a one see how i'm struggling here no <laughs> i don't see any way in which christmas sweater is better than this movie I, no I, oh we're gonna fight okay <laughs> 
what do you are you give giving it? are you giving a revised two star ranking to Christmas sweater and this one gets a one? Oh, you're I have to tell you, you're in for some <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed. Okay. Can I give I would... this one a half star and then keep my one star rating for Christmas truly sweater? In pain that you're ranking this below Christmas sweater. For me, this is a two and three quarter stars. <laughs> It's like Star Search. <laughs> well, that's not even really that great, Megan. Two and three quarters is not that great. No, but I always, when people, book rankings are often done in five stars. Like Goodreads has five stars as an offering. I always say like a three-star book is a perfectly acceptable ranking, right? Not every book is the greatest book ever. There's lots of books that are just perfectly fine to read and enjoy and move on with your life. That's how I feel about this movie. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I don't need to watch it again. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but it was a solid offering. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I need to be sorry. I need to know. Please email us at meganandwindy at gmail.com because I need to know who else likes this movie. (laughs) Do you fall with Wendy or are you on Megan's side? That's what I need to know. (laughs) I will tell you, I am very excited for next week's movie. A Nashville Christmas Carol. Featuring Winona Judd. And yeah, it has Winona. It has Kimberly Williams Paisley. Jessie Schramm is her name. Oh, that's what I know her from. So she was in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I never watched that show. She Shocker. played Cinderella in Once Upon a Time. She was on uh, Chicago Med. Man, they got a sure country lineup in here. Winona Judd, Sarah Evans, Ray Lynn, Kix Brooks. Is that of Brooks and Dunn, I'm yeah. guessing? Yeah. So um, while I hated A Timeless Christmas, I am looking forward to A Nashville Christmas Carol. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Girls Gone Christmas. Let us know your thoughts on A Timeless Christmas. Did you agree? Better or worse than Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Letter? <laughs> Way in. Come back next week. We will have episodes Thanksgiving week, our regular episode on Tuesday and Our bonus episode will be going up early on Wednesday, so you can listen as you do your Thanksgiving prep. As always, we love your ratings and reviews, so keep them coming. It does help people find us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.